Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Thanks for noticing. I, di- I did. Hold on a minute. My chair's broke. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. I thought uh, you stand. I do sometimes, you know, because uh, once you get to be 85 like me, um, you know, you can't stand sometimes all the time. Sometimes you do need to sit. Yeah, you need I to agree. sit. I agree. You need to sit sometimes. Talk a little bit more. i got to set a level for you. Set a level for me? Yeah. <laughs> Are you? Do you really think that you can do that? Yeah, set okay. a level for me? Okay, I got it. Okay, it is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, good morning to you. It is the, I was going to say the last Monday of the month, but you know what? Next Monday is the last Monday of the month and the last day of the month. Today is the 24th, 31 days in August. Uh, all sorts of crazy things have happened since we have last talked on Friday. The Blues are out of the playoffs. Can you, can you believe that? Season's over, gone. Last year, big deal, you know, Stanley Cup champions, you know, high profile. This year, I don't know that too many people even realize they're not in the playoffs anymore, you know? I, I mean, didn't even know they were playing. <laughs> Yes, you did. We talked about no, that. No, I didn't. We talked about it last week because they're still up in the. They've got the two, the two. What are they called? The hub cities, whatever. They're both in Canada, right. where they're all. No, the, I don't listen to you. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Well, they're playing all the games and they're 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 quarantined <laughs> in a hotel and, and they have a feelings. they have a bus that uh, you know has a special blower system has a big old uh, you know like you ever seen those big uh, vacuum cleaners they use like in shopping centers um, you know they got one of those things uh, that uh, attach to the back of the bus and it sucks the air out and puts in new filtered air when they're on the way to the games from the hotel room and then they have an interlock system sort of like when the space shuttle uh, or like the uh, space station you know like the the um, the the um, um, capsule you know docks with the space station uh, they have a special you know interlock where they're never exposed to outside air do you know this I did not know this. Yeah, they never get, they're never exposed to outside air. And then they have a special coating that they spray them with. Uh, when the blues uh, leave their rooms, there's in their hallway, they're all on one floor, and they have this special machine that sprays them down with this, like this, it's, it's sort of weird. It's sort of like a peel-off kind of, uh, you know, sealant. So that, you know, and, and they have to walk sort of strange because it makes, their, makes it tough for them to walk. And then when they get to the stadium, you know, after they've been through the bus with the, uh, you know, the clean air pumped in and then the uh, interlock system when they get into the stadium or uh, the hockey arena, whatever they want to call it, uh, the, the pitch for, for, uh, for uh, hockey, uh, then they peel this stuff off and then they're ready to play. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't, but I feel so enlightened. I got some new stuff. Man, I got some new stuff. New stuff of what? Oh, I got some new stuff. What? I love new stuff. I've got some new stuff. Okay. This is Brad what, has some new stuff. This is, what, this is what our mayor said about the fact, the mayor of the city of St. Louis, Lida Cruzen, said about the fact that, that when Brad and Shelley came to downtown St. Louis over the weekend. You ready? She called me up this morning and she made this comment. You know, they're having all sorts of problems down there with the kids who are like, you know, speeding on the streets and doing wheelies on their motorcycles and burnouts doing in the parking things, lots yeah. and, and doing drag racing and a whole bit like that. Well, that's okay. But when we showed up, this is what she said. Do you realize that because of you, this city is being overrun by baboons? <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> You do have some new stuff, don't you? <laughs> and, and, and by the way, we have a new sponsor. We have a law firm. Did you know this about the new sponsor? 
I did not. Oh my God! And listen to this. And they've got a great new new service they're offering here. Listen to this. It's it's a okay. it's a it's a little twenty second commercial, but I think you'll like it. Here you here we go. Okay. Have you ever been offended? Have your feelings been injured? Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll free today at 1-800-LAW. Yeah, their number is 1-800-L-A-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W. And, and, oh, that is so cute. Yeah. No, no, it's not cute. It's for real sponsor. I mean, you know. If, I, if, I think it's cute. If someone has offended you, like something happened 25 years ago, sue them. Get money. You know, somebody says something to you at the, at the uh, you know, at the when you're shopping, someone says to you, uh, um, you know, I'm sorry, can you, oh, I didn't tell the Walmart story. I have to tell the Walmart story. Remind me at 7 o'clock to tell the Walmart story. Happened to me last week. Okay, so if you're like in the, you know, uh, like if you go to Schnucks or, you know, like let's say you go to Wally World and you're in line and someone says you're not moving quick enough, you can sue, get money. That's not true. It's true. Here, li- listen, listen, listen again. Here, here we go. Have you ever been offended? Have your feelings been injured? Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll free today at 1 800 Law. Thompson Ham. Are they really our new advertisers, Brad? Yeah, 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 and and this is this is what one of our listeners, this is one of one of our listeners. You know, sometimes you know, most of the time you're in the public eye. You know, it's you get crazy stuff. People are always you know you you guys you two are stupid on the air. You talk too much. You don't. Why would they say that? I'm not in public eye. No, we're on the air. You know, people, you know, I mean, you know, I don't care where you're at. If you're, if you're like on a, if you're on a 10 watt little college radio station, there's somebody going like, your, your station sucks. Your, your, your people are no good. We, we never going to listen to you again. You know, it's just the way people are. People never call you up and say like, do you get, do you get calls like that? Oh, all the time. You know, all the time. Do you really? Oh yeah. You know, you get people that complain. It's like, it's like Rush Limbaugh always says, which is sort of funny. He says his listeners are comprised of two distinct groups people that love them and people that hate them you know and it's funny there's a lot of truth to that yeah, you know because because the people that love them love them the people that hate them hate them and they'll always go i'm not listening to you anymore and i listened to you last week and you offended me and i listened to you two weeks ago and i'm not listening anymore and then the next week oh i'm not listening anymore but you know it's one of those things okay if you don't like it leave it so what we did was we found a listener and he didn't say anything about me this was all about Shelly. Matter of fact, this came in on, I don't know if I told you now, we've got a new dial-in number. I'm still testing it. I can't give the number out yet, but it's like it's like the comment line where people can you know leave comments after the show. And here's the sh- here's one that was left on Friday. You ready? Just listen carefully because you're going to like it. She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were a man. That was the guy. <laughs> That's the guy. That's what he said about Shelly. Did you sit around all weekend? <laughs> And pull these from the internet. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this again. Or somebody sending these no, to you. No, listen to this. Listen how complimentary this guy is of you. I mean, this is okay. this is. He he calls up and he says, he's, I, I didn't I didn't put the whole call in there." He goes, "Hi, Brad. This is a listener. I'm a big fan of Shelly. And let me tell you one thing about Shelly. She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were a man. Now, the only problem with that is, you can't do that anymore. 
because under the current situation is you can't you can't say to someone oh thank god you're a woman oh thank god i'm a man that i can appreciate a woman oh thank god that you're an, a beautiful attractive woman because you can't say things like that anymore you have to say things like somebody can say that to me all day long <laughs> Well, that's you can't. You I'm can't, not kidding. I don't really care. You they can't say all that. To a me every man, day. <laughs> a man, is talking about how you're the kind of woman that you know that you drop to your knees. That you just can't say stuff like that anymore. That's offensive. That's, yeah, I don't care. It's not offensive to me. <laughs> Bring it on, Mister Listener. <laughs> hey, one more time. One more time. This is. And okay. I'm, I'm telling the guy. I said, I, I read. This is one of your listeners, and I just want to say this about Shelley. She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were a man. Oh, yeah, and he had, even had music behind him. <laughs> it's like Corinthian leather. <laughs> so, so that's how we start the show out today. Okay, now, I will say this. I will say this in that, uh, once again, um, how do I put this and put this in a positive spin? It is a positive spin because we have a dedicated listener who is a very educated, very successful, very um, incredible person who has helped both Shelly and myself out quite a bit. Yes. And yesterday he calls Shelly and Shelly answers the phone and he says, Shelly, Westplex 1071's off the air. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He called me from his car. (laughs) I know. And, And I had just, and this is the bizarre part of it. I had just left the studio, okay? And Shelly calls me and says, and, and quite honestly, we had problems earlier yesterday morning, and I had to reset the computer and do some other stuff. And so I left, and Shelly calls me, Brad, Westplex 107's one's off the air. Okay, so drive back to the studio. And the problem is that we're using an older version of of Windows 10 and an older version of the program that runs the radio station. So I uh, first I upgrade Windows 10, and then I upgrade the uh, software that runs the radio station and try to get it back, and it won't work because it's eliminated all of our audio cards. The new upgrade essentially has wiped out all the audio cards. So I reload the drivers for all the audio cards. Oh, Brad, I did not know. it still doesn't work. So finally, we have a company that supports us. And yet, you know, I, I will say good things about them. And I will say good things in the respect that they came through in this case. You call their 800 number or you send them an email on the weekends and they say, uh, we are, we work Monday through Friday from 9A to 5P. And if you're calling on the weekend, we'll get back to you on Monday morning. I'm going, crap. So I proceed to work on plan B where I actually put together like a couple hours of music that I can just load into another computer and just sort of loop. So at least we're on the air doing something. And Caleb's in there every other song doing his top of the hour ID. And I already had sent an email and actually called the one guy's phone number. And I got the message that, you know, hi, thanks for calling. You know, we support uh, radio stations around the world. And we work Monday through Friday. And uh, if you have a problem, leave a message and we'll call you back on Monday morning. I'm going, oh, God. So I'm just about ready to to switch computers and start looping this program that's going to go for two hours and it's going to play music for two hours and it's going to start over again. And 
I get it and I get an email. Hey, Brad, this is, <laughs> I've sent you a link, open the link, and that will allow me to remote control your computer. And I go, whoa. So I send the link and I look at the screen and nothing happens for like 20 or 30 minutes. I'm going, oh, crap. KRAP. No, actually, CRAP, not KRAP. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, the most magical thing happens. The, the mouse cursor on my screen starts to move around, and I'm not touching it. And I'm going like, oh, he's in. It's magic. It's magic. And he's in, and he's doing this, and he's doing that, and he's reloading this, and he's doing that, and he had to reload it three or four times, and he's doing this, and he's doing that. And then, bang, and I'm watching the whole thing. I'm taking notes. Okay, he did this. And the funny thing was, I'm taking notes. Of, he did this, he did this. And then, oh, that fixed it. But yet he'd reboot the program, and it didn't fix it. So he does, you know, does it again, does something else, and I'm taking notes. He's doing this, he's doing that. Click on this, just do that, you know, open this, you know, close that file, you know. He reboots the program. Boom! Still nothing. Third time, it worked. So we're using a three's a charm, really. Yeah, we're using a new version of software, and 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 I have to admit that when I got done with that that software, I mean, I was going like, oh man, my life is complete. Good things, good good stuff. <laughs> so the only so if I screw up this morning more than normal, uh, I'll put that caveat in there. If I screw up more than normal, <laughs> it's because the software. Don't you know it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission? Well, I have a totally different screen. Things are in different places, and and you know where things used to be or not, and you know things are on the left or not on the right, and things are on on top or on bottom, and you know so anyway, so anyway, that's the deal. So as I screw up this morning, as I go through this morning. I'll mess up, but the one positive thing. Self-fulfilling prophecy much? The one positive thing is that I know I'm a screw-up, but yet I know that there's a member of the BS in the morning team and me being B and she being S, and there's a fan out there that when he thinks about Shelly, he says, She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were in there. (laughs) And that makes... Well, we both know that that's BS. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But still... Not offended, Mr. Listener. You know, take it away. But what do you think about the mayor? What, like she, what do you think about the huh? mayor? Um, I, I think. Can you believe what she said? I about, think she needs to. She said this about about down on about those, about us those kids in downtown St. Louis. She said this about us. Do you realize that because of you, this city is being overrun by baboons? That was because of us. She called us baboons. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> It's, it's, I, I don't know what to say about that, Miss Mayor. It's 6.30. Located in Moscow Mills, the Missouri Baptist University Troy Wentzville Regional Learning Center allows students to get a first-rate education closer to home. Visit mobap.edu today for more information about undergrad, graduate, or high school dual enrollment options through MBU. Or call 636-366-4363. If you're a local small business... Westplex 107.1, you know, I'm in the car over the weekend, punching buttons, listening to different radio stations, listening to WIL, that song comes on. And Charlie Puth isn't in it. It's just her. That's Gabby and Charlie. Gabby, that could have been my daughter's name. And by the way, I don't know if you heard the story or not. This is actually sort of a sad story. Did you hear the story about about Charlie Puth when they recorded that song? No. Right at the beginning of the song, when he's in the studio, where they're redoing the song with with, uh, Gabby, and in the beginning of the song, a car rolls through the studio and rolls over over his foot. Seriously. 
Wow. Dear, listen, listen. You can hear it. Here, I'll start it oh, over again. Oh, okay. Here we Whatever. go. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Car comes through the studio right now. Oh, hit his foot. Oh, hit his foot again. And then they said, Charlie, sing. Go ahead, sing. That wasn't Charlie, though. <laughs> you don't believe. Okay, stop this. <laughs> it's too early in the morning for your shenanigans. <laughs> you don't believe that that happened? <laughs> well, no, I don't now, but <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have to admit that I was uh, on pins and needles, you know, at the edge of my chair waiting for the actually yes to start rolling out. Actually, the... <laughs> The, the car was driven by Shelly, and as she ran over his foot, she decided to make the sound of like her car tire running over her foot, and she went. And that's okay, you're so funny. What are you going to talk about today, Brad? And then Shelly went home, and she sat in her room, and she called me up, and and she said, Brad. I go, yes, Shelly. She says, I have to admit something to you. I go, go ahead. And she said, oh, okay. That's about right. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today, Brad? Nothing. We can talk about the weather. Weather's coming up, and uh, we should be happy because of the fact that we're here and we're not down on the Gulf Coast. Uh, which, I know. Two, two hurricanes? Well, they, they, they downgraded. One of them got downgraded to a tropical storm, and I think the other one's been downgraded as well, too. But they're, they're hovering right at that level where they could, if they pick up a little bit more energy and a little bit more speed, they could be go back to hurricanes. But this is supposedly never happened uh, that they're going to hit both of these, you know, tropical storms slash hurricanes, whatever they end up being, um, are going to hit like the same place like within 24 to 36 hours. What so, place are they anticipating? Uh, they're still talking about, uh, you know, the Gulf Coast, Louisiana, Alabama, in, in that area there, a lot of rain, and ultimately that could come up and give us rain by the end of the week. I mean, we'll have the complete forecast with Jennifer. Wojcicki. Uh, but I do believe that what she's saying is that by the end of the week, let me look at this. Uh, yeah, by the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, we're supposed to have rain moving in, which will be the remnants of these tropical storms that are coming essentially from the south, uh, pretty much coming right up the Mississippi right at us. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what's going on with that. But the weekend so was... So where is New Orleans in all of that? Oh, New Orleans is due south of us. Because if you get on 55 and you just drive on 55, you ultimately end up in New Orleans. That's true. So you just, you know, you just jump on 55. And I know, meant for the storms, Brad. Well, it's not going to impact us for a while. I mean, like I said, it's going to take a while for those storms to move through. And they still haven't hit the, you know, they've already started to hit the Gulf Coast with lots of rain. Uh, but it won't really be the, the force of, uh, 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 you know, uh, force of the, uh, the, the um, um, you know, the uh, uh, mother uh, nature. Yeah. Yeah. It, it you know, it, it diminishes as it goes. I mean, see, that's the thing. That's what's sort of weird about hurricanes, especially is that they pick up strength over the ocean. But once they hit the land, they don't have the ability to, um, you know, do what they normally do. They, they, they get like their hurricane powers taken away from them. See, that's what happens. You know, it's like I don't know if you saw that movie, but, you know, it's one of the uh, the new uh, superhero movies. It was, you know, it's called Hurricane. And, uh, you know, then and he's out there in the Atlantic Ocean uh, and they are the Gulf of Mexico. And then he, you know, and then finally he gets over to like land. He goes, I can't move anymore. And then he just stops. Mm. Didn't see oh, that? like it's 643. <laughs> she didn't see that movie. No. You saw that movie? Oh, man, it was great. And one of the storms. You saw the movie Hurricane. 
Oh, you didn't see it? No. I, I saw it last month. I went to the, the theater. I mean, I was there at the at oh, the at the, the Warenberg yeah. Forty Six. Okay. You know, Look, yeah, six forty three. Well, you don't you didn't have been to theaters since they've done this. Warenberg's got this deal where what they've done is they've they've essentially subdivided the theaters even more, and there's only two seats in each theater. So either go by yourself or you go by someone that you've been cocooned with, like your significant others you live with, your wife, your husband, girlfriend that you live with, whatever, and you they that's what you do. You didn't know about this? I must have got. Oh, the memo. Man, Thanks, it's Brad. great. The movies are free, but but it's sort of like going to a strip club, you know, like it, you I know. I wouldn't know. Well, it's like there's no cover charge, but Enlighten you us, but you, you, you have to buy. Well, I told you the story about how we went to years ago. I went to Glitter Gulch. It was on the Fremont Street Experience in downtown Las Vegas. And there's a door guy. I told you this, didn't I? There's a door guy. Hey, buddy. Hey, for you, no cover charge. Yeah, yeah, you look like a good guy. Come on in, no cover charge. Normally, there's a $20 cover charge. But you know what? For you, ah, oh, beautiful girls inside. Okay, fine, I'll go in. So I go oh in, okay, and as I shocks. go in, there's a guy right inside the door. Another guy says, hey, buddy, one drink minimum. <laughs> you know, and I go, okay. I got suckered into this one. So I go up to the bar. And I go, okay, so I want, you know, I said, you know, my favorite, I said, give me an amaretta sour. So the gal, you know, puts the ice in there, and then she puts the sour mix in there, and she gets the bottle of amaretta, and man, it's the good stuff. It's the amaretta di Saruna. And Uh and she opens up the top, and she puts an eyedropper in, and she, you know, pulls out like three drops of amaretta, and boom, puts it in my drink. 20 bucks, sir. Oh, man, that was a good drink. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> that really did happen, didn't it? <laughs> well, it, it didn't quite happen with the eyedropper, but might as well have. It was like the worst drink. <laughs> it was like it was like it was like drinking sour mix with ice. You know, you couldn't tell there was any but alcohol. You didn't like sweet tarts. <laughs> oh man, it was it was like it was like only when there's beautiful girls involved. Well, but you know, I and but see the reason for it was it's one of these places. This is a place that's got. And, you know, it's gone now. I think they finally shut it down, or they closed it, didn't shut it down, because that kind of stuff's legal in Las Vegas. But um, it had been there forever, and you'd hear people talk, "Oh yeah, you go to Las Vegas, go downtown, you got to go to Glitter Gulch." You know, it's like one of those things. Oh, that's that, a real place. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It well, it used to be. It used to be. Do you know what the Fremont Street experience is? Hello. Um, I'm processing. What they did was they they did this years ago. It's probably been like this. 20, 25 years now, maybe even longer than that. Uh, Fremont Street was one of the original streets in downtown Las Vegas where, like, the casinos were. If you go way, 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 way back when to the history of of, of, of Las Vegas, uh, the big street was Fremont. It wasn't the Strip. It was Fremont Street. And so when the big casinos started to get super popular out in the Strip, you know, when they started bringing building all the mega places like you know first it was circus circus and you know then all the the places down the strip going south toward the airport um then it killed downtown and nobody went downtown anymore so what they did was they closed off fremont street and they built this like this it's sort of hard to explain but it's like a half circle canopy that goes over fremont street and it's probably i don't know quarter mile maybe half mile long and uh there's no cars on it anymore it's just like pedestrian walkway and it's cool because it's got an LED light show in the in the ceiling of this place, and then they have shows, and they and and because you know it's it's they have a big sound system and the whole bit, and you know downtown's come back. You know you know what they actually have? I read this the other day. They actually have 
And it's sort of weird because there aren't any of them west of, um, I think the furthest west White Castle now is Columbia, Missouri. There used to be ones in, there used to be White Castles in Kansas City, but they went out of business, believe it or not. They, those Kansas City people, you know, were too much into their barbecue and they wouldn't eat our White Castles. So now the furthest west. Uh, uh, don't they have crystals, though? I don't think in, in what, in, in Las Vegas? No, no, in Kansas City. I don't think so. I don't think they have crystals either. Anyway, uh, there's now a White Castle in Las Vegas, in downtown Lake Las Vegas. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it's for the people in the West Coast, you know. So like, like just like me, you know, whenever I'm in Las Vegas, I always go to In-N-Out because we don't have In-N-Outs here. Um, and uh, I guess the people, <laughs> the people in California, when they go to Las Vegas, they go to White Castle because they don't have them there. So... Anyway, that's what the Fremont Street experience was. And Glitter Gulch was one of the long, 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 long time, time topless clubs. Uh, I'll look it up. I think it, I think it dates back to like the 50s. It was there a long time. You know, it was probably where... where Leave uh, it to them to shut down anything with the name Glitter. Well, I think the problem was it, it just, you know, I mean, it was a small place. That was, that, I mean, it was, it was like... You know, I mean, what would be a good example? It was it was, it was sort of like going into an old Radio Shack store. You know what I mean? That's about the, the size yeah, of the place. Yeah, that's kind of sad. It wasn't very big, and that was part of the problem. No. No. Um, and, you know, and, and, and quite honestly, the other problem was they put in an anti-glitter ordinance in Las Vegas, so they couldn't throw glitter out anymore. So glitter gold. Oh, look, 649. 107.1, Despacito, first, uh, still the most viewed video, music video ever on YouTube. Hard to believe. Can't remember how many billion views it's chalked up. Chalked up. I'll look at that in a minute. By the way, here's my history thing. I looked at this. I looked this up. Uh, this is an Associated Press story from June 27th of 2016, so over four years ago. And the headline is, Girls of Glitter Gulch Among Three Downtown Vegas Sites Closing. Las Vegas is losing a trio of kitschy downtown properties, including the last remaining topless show in the Fremont Street Casino Pedestrian Mall. Topless Girls of Glitter Gulch and the Mermaids and La Boya Casinos plan to close Monday. This is back in 2016. Developers and casino owners Derek and Greg Stevens acquired all three properties from the Granite Gaming Group in April and said they plan to build a new hotel casino, which I don't think has ever been built, but I'm not sure on that. And also... Uh, the girls of Glitter Gulch have uh, moved to Binion's. They were shut down in 2016. But just in case you want to know, and this is according to the smartest woman of the world, I wonder how she knows, there are still 16 topless clubs in Vegas, and seven of them are topless and bottomless. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know what to say to that because <laughs> we don't have that here. <laughs> well, not in this side of the river <laughs> in, in, in Sauget, but soon when St. Louis makes the transition to West Sauget, we will have that. Has that, has that like fell to the wayside? Oh, man, no. I mean, the mayor called me up the other day. She's mad. Oh, okay. She yeah, called me up the other day. She did. Okay. What'd she say? What did she say? Mm-hmm. About about me and 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 the fact that that we're going to be West Sager, she said. Do you realize that because of you, this city is being overrun by baboons? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I don't know, but I think that you're going to get in trouble the more you play that. <laughs> That's what she said. She said they let the they let everybody out of the zoo, and we're, they're taking. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be one day if they just went to the zoo and just said, okay, 
you know what, we feel bad, all your animals been in captivity. We're just going to let your cages open and just have good luck, have fun. Don't you think that'd be cool? Oh, that'd be very cool. I mean, all those poor animals cooped up all those years, you know? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, one day, one day they're, 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 they're just out on, on the road, you know? That happened. Not all of them, but you know what? I mean, you know, how how long is it going to be? Here, hold on. Let me see. I'm pulling this up right now. Uh, billion View Club. Okay, here's the Billion View Club. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, as of August 2020, 14 videos have exceeded 3 billion views, five of which exceed 4 billion views, two of which exceed 5 and 6 billion views. Uh, See You Again became the second video to reach 3 billion views in August 2017. As of 20, August 2020, the fastest videos to reach 1 billion views are Hello. I don't even know what that is. It took 87 d- days. Despacito, 96 days. Shape of You, 97 days. And the fastest video to reach 2 billion views are Despacito, 154 days. Shape of You, 187 days. And Girls Like You, 293 days. Fastest video to reach 3 billion views was Despacito, 203 days. Shape of You, 340 days. And the fastest video to reach 4 billion views are Despacito, 271 days. And Shape of You, 708 days. Top videos right now, still Despacito. Take a guess how many views Despacino has had. 3,400,000 and... Uh, well, what? if you were to listen to what I said, I already talked about how it already had 4 billion views. It was fast as it hit 4 billion views. It's now just under 7 billion views at 6.95 billion. And what's right behind it? Are you ready for this? You're never going to guess. The number two most viewed video. The get up song. No, 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 no. What? Baby Shark Dance at three, or excuse me, at 6.36 billion views. Shape of You, Ed Sheeran is 4.95 billion. See You Again, Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth, 4.7. Masha and the Bears, Recipe for Disaster, it's 4.33. Uptown Funk is number six at 3.92. Gangnam Style is number seven at 3.75 billion. Uh, number eight, the Lulu Kids. I've never heard of this one before. Johnny, Johnny, Yes, Papa at 300, 3.73 billion. Number nine is Learning Colors from Miracasha TV, 3.64. And number 10 is Justin Bieber, Sorry, with 3.33 billion views. Can you believe that? I mean, Despacito. And the crazy thing about it is, for years... People would say to me, "What's your favorite? Who's your favorite artist?" And I would say, "Louis Fonzi." And people would go, "Who the hell's that?" And I got turned on to him. I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, when he had a show, when he had a song which became a huge Latin hit, which I saw one day and I thought to myself, "God, that's one of my favorite songs." And to this day, it's still one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite videos. It's called "Puruna Mojar," and my my Spanish is terrible, but you know what that means. No. Uh, I think it translates to for a woman. And if you, here, let me see if I can find it real quick. And I've always been a big fan of this guy. He's an interesting guy. He, I think he was born in Puerto Rico. And he came to the United States for a while and was on one of the Disney programs. He was on one of the Disney kids programs. So he's like a, he's like, and by the way, I have a, I have a, a, a Britney Spears update, which I got yesterday, which was pretty interesting. Dr. Drew had a thing on Britney Spears, and it was fascinating because remember we talked about the fact that her conservatorship was up, you know, in court, and she was supposed to renew it or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? 
No, I don't know. Well, she she has no control of her own finances or her own medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know she's, what you're talking about. Yeah, she and this has been like she this. wants her daddy out of the. Out well, of the no, 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 no. It's it's really interesting. That what's Doc, Dr. Drew said that they have a very good relationship. That that and and he talked. We'll talk about it next hour because it was fascinating what he said. What was I going to look up? I was going to look up. Uh, poor Una. Poor Una. Poor Una. My daughter could tell me this because she speaks Spanish fluently. She's at least she used to until she moved to Hooterville. Poor Una, more H E R. You could just never let that go, can you? Uh, what? What's that? <laughs> Your daughter moving to Hooterville. <laughs> That's where she lives. Uh, so are you with the Grinch when you go there for Christmas? Where is it? Here it is, right here. Poor, oh, okay. P-O-R-U-N-A-M-J-U-E-R. Okay, and this was, it's only got 7.11 years ago. Wow, this is, song's been around for a while. Anyway, and I want to play this. Goofy ads. Who listens to ads anyway? <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll, I'll play the beginning of this. Okay, hold on. here we go. Here's, here, here, here's the song. One of my favorites. Okay, now, it's interesting, the video is sort of cool because the video is he's the lead guitarist and singer in an all-girl band except for him, and that's what the video's about. And it's called Por Una Mujer, and I believe that translates into For a Woman, or Mujer, or whatever, P-O-R-U-N-A-M-J-M-U-J-E-R. And that's how I got turned on to Luis Fonzi, and that's probably been 12 years ago. That's what I said. Didn't I say like 10 or 12 years ago? Yeah, you did. I said, this guy's great. And he's huge down in, in Latin America. I mean, huge down in 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 uh, Caribbean countries and you know places like that. And you know now he's a big hit in America. And and he was and see if he, what's really weird about it is when that song originally came out, Despacito, it was him and a guy by the name of Daddy Yankee. And then they remixed it and put in Justin Bieber. But it wasn't. It's sort of like a deal where where like uh, the what was the song we played. The original song that got all the controversy that it got to be on the country charts and then they took it off the country charts uh you know little nas x old town road and yeah. and then yeah. they remixed that song and they put in uh billy cyrus billy ray cyrus it was interesting because then it went to number one and that was the only number one song that billy ray cyrus barely ray cyrus ever had you know achy breaky heart never made it to number one he, can you believe that that surprises me because everybody was doing oh, no. achy breaky heart. never made it to number one it was that's I, so surprising i think me. here let me look at this let me well i'll tell you what we'll pick it up next hour because we're behind already and shelly's screaming up again it is seven plus one oh seven point one it is bs the morning seven ten i am shelly she is brad our website is bs the morning dot show lots of things to talk about uh first off um, stuff from last hour. Put Una Mohair for a woman. That's uh, Luis Fonzi got that. Um, Shelly, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I've uh, always been here. I uh, will never go anywhere, Brad. You're stuck with me. Oh, my God. Listen to you. Okay. Here's, no. here's something that I want to run this by you. I'm going to read you the headline of a story about our industry, and I'm going to read you the first paragraph in the story, and then I want your reaction to this, okay? Okay. Headline is... WTAM fires news anchor for referring to Kamala Harris as colored. 
News Talk WTAM Cleveland 1100 fired a news anchor for referring to Senator Kamala Harris as the country's, quote, first colored vice presidential candidate in a news promo Wednesday night. Quote, the new the term used is extremely offensive, is not aligned with our station's core values and commitment to the communities we serve, the iHeart Media Station said in a statement. Okay? She called her colored and gets fired. Now, I'm old enough to remember that that's what they were supposed to be called. Because yes, if you I know that if, as well. if you know the organization the They even uh, call themselves people of color. That's what I said. I'm going like people of color. And the NAACP stands for National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. So she gets fired because she calls her colored and I'm going like I don't get it. Because that's exactly my reaction. My reaction was, I've heard, matter of fact, I went downtown once. Um, this has been probably about five or six years ago to the Wainwright building, which is historical because it once upon a time was the tallest building in the country. Did you know that? We had the tallest. I did not. Yeah, the Wainwright building done by the architect, uh, Mr. Wainwright. I can't remember his first name. Anyway, <laughs> that was uh, a good one. the Wainwright building was the, at one point in time the tallest building in the country right here in downtown St. Louis. And uh, it was completely rehabbed, and it's now um, a government office. And they have, like, it's government state of Missouri. And I remember going there. It used to be you could go in. I think you still can to the Secretary of State's office. I think they might have moved that, though. I think the Secretary of State's office moved over to uh, the uh, old post office. But anyway, it used to go into the to – the, uh, that's, I, I, that's where I met Brown and Brown. Did I ever tell you this story? No, I don't think you have. <laughs> I'm going through the metal detectors. <laughs> First off, I'm going through the metal detectors, and on my God, I never forget. This is so weird. On my, I had was given to me as a present a little tiny Leatherman tool. You know what a Leatherman tool is? I do know what a Leatherman tool it's is. It's a little. They're the best. Yeah, it's a little tiny tool. They make big I ones. I have one but too. This was like small one. Yeah, this is like a little key yeah. ring thing, and it has a screwdriver on it, and a, and a, you know, and a, and a little scissors, and it has a little tiny na- knife blade that's like maybe a half inch long. Okay, maybe an inch long. But okay? it's sharp. Right. So I'm going through the metal detector there at the Wainwright building. You put all your stuff in the, you know, you in the in the the bowl, the dish, whatever, and you know, like the the tub, and then you walk through and the guy at the X-ray go, "Sorry sir, you can't allow you in with this." I go, "What is it?" He says, "You have a weapon." I go, "Weapon?" He says, "Yes, you have a knife." And he and he took my little thing and opened it up. I go, "Oh, I forgot that was on my keychain." And he says, uh, he says, "You'll have to leave the building." And well, my car is parked like 3 blocks. I'm sorry sir, you can't come into the building with that. So I went outside, and, and there was a planter there, like a tree planter, you know, like the big pot. And I dug, yeah. I dug through the mulch a little bit, and I took it off my my key ring, and I stuffed it in the planter and covered it back up with mulch. And as I'm doing this, Brown and Brown walk by, and I end up being right behind the brothers, you know, Mister Mister Eyepatch yes, and Mister Not So Eyepatch. And I told the bizarre story about how they ended up at my house, and my and one of them cut his foot up they were in the in the creek down from where he used to live they used to live down the street from me and my and they show up at my house because they knew my brother lived there and my and my mom bandaged his foot up a little bit anyway so i go back inside and the guy says to me okay you told me your car was 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 parked my you know blocks away how did you go to your car and come back and i go well i don't have it with me anymore and he says where is it i said it's outside and he says, where? And I said, where nobody will find it. And he says, 
I can't let you in. I go, I don't have it on me. I said, you go through the thing. So he gives me grief, and finally the supervisor comes over and says, okay, just let him through. So anyway, anyway, my point being is I went upstairs to one of the offices, and there was a sign that there was a sign. There was a meeting that day at lunch, and, the, and it was called the People of Color Club. And it was some kind of a deal where all the state office workers, if you were a person of color, there was a meeting you had at noon at the Wainwright building. I thought to myself, is that interesting? You know, I mean, if I showed up that meeting, would they throw me out? But I don't know. Anyway, so she got fired because she referred to black. uh, She referred to Kamala Harris as the first colored vice presidential candidate. And I'm going like, you got fired over that? You know what I mean? Because and yeah, I don't understand that. I think things are just. Well, getting but, out of hand and somebody needs to pull in the reins. But especially with her, because of the fact that she has her mother, I believe this is the way it is, her mother's Jamaican, her father is from India, the country, and I heard, not this past week, but the weekend before in NPR, a great big long dissertation on why you can't call them Jamaican people. I'm going like, okay, here we go. Here we go with the political correct stuff. Because they said that that's not a proper explanation of who they are so and i'm going like okay now i'm really confused are you and i not americans right Mm -hmm. so if you're from jamaica aren't you a jamaican you know know what i mean like if you if you're from cuba aren't you a cuban if you're from like you know poland aren't you polish you know if you're making fun of them no i'm not making fun of them so they went into this long dissertation about how she'd not she should not be called jamaican and i'm going like okay now i give up you can't call anybody anything anymore you know somebody's gonna say well you can't call her jamaican because that's not really a proper term because jamaican is not a race it's a country and the people from jamaica are actually from africa I'm going, okay, whatever. I'm confused. You know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I don't know what I am. You know, I need to take one of those 23 and me, you know? I actually got Ancestry.com just recently. I haven't turned it in yet, but. You bought, you got one of those things? Uh-huh. Well, you know, I don't want to know, be quite honest. I don't want to know what I am. I don't mind knowing about, you know, what's already happened. It's the, it's the present or the future that I don't want to know about. Okay. So. So I'm I, fine. I got to tell my Wally World story. Okay. Yes. I have a prepaid credit card that I use from time to time when I'm signing up for something that I don't want to renew. Does that make sense? Yes. Like if I'm signing up for something online, it says, you know, hey, you can have a month free trial, you know, but you have to put a credit card number in. I'm going like, (coughs) excuse me, I'll forget and I'll sign up for this thing and I didn't like it and then I forgot to unsign up. So I have this prepaid, prepaid credit card. And every time I sign up for something online, you know, if I want to try something, I'll go to like, you can reload it at Wally World and I'll go and put like 40 bucks on Wally World and I'll stand in line at Wally World and put 40 bucks in my card. And then I go and use the credit card and it, you know, lets me in whatever. And then if the thing automatically renews, it won't renew because of the fact that there's no money in the credit card. So I'm in line at Wally World and I'm like, number one, two, three, four, five people back. So it's me, a young black guy in front of me. A white woman, I'd say probably maybe mid-40s, and two black guys. Okay, so this is the line. So I'm behind this young black guy, and the reason I mention this is because it's important because what happens. So the black guy, you know, we're all socially distanced, and the black guy starts to move forward, and the white woman, not realizing that the line is moving, yells at him. You're, you're encroaching on my social distance what she says 
And we're like, this is interesting. And he said, well, and he was very nice. He says, ma'am, the line's moving forward. She says, well, I haven't moved yet, so you can't come close to me. And he says, I'm sorry, I'll back up. So he backs up, and I back up too. So there's, now there's like she's, like, she's like two times social distance from the guy in front of her, who's a black guy. And uh, there's somebody at the window. There's actually two ladies working the little money center at the Wally World there. And so after she takes her time and she moves up to within six feet of the black guy in front of her, and then the one lady who's working behind the counter gets up and leaves so there's only one window open. So the window that was formerly occupied by this second, you know, Wally World person is open. So this white lady yells at this black guy, go, your window's open. And he turns around and looks at her. And he says, ma'am, the lady just left. I think she's going on break. And she turns around and, you know, toward the store where the checkouts are and like yells I can't believe there's people in line and you let somebody have a break. What is the problem? Get back, get that person back behind that window and get this line moving. And like the whole store is looking at her. And I'm going like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> so, so. You didn't walk in with her, did you? No. So, <laughs> so the black guy turns around and looks at her and says, Ma'am, things are okay. I'm just waiting in line till the other lady's available. And so she turns around again and says, Please get another person up here immediately. <laughs> and like this point in time, I'm going like, Maybe I need to just go and come back later. Good to go through self-pay. <laughs> you can't do that with 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 the the this particular. You gotta have you know you gotta give them the money and they gotta swipe the card and you gotta put it on there. So so. Oh, okay. So oh. then the the young black guy between me and her, he 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 takes like a half step toward her and he still was probably eight or nine feet away and she turns around and yells at him again. Sir, you are encroaching on my social distance. And he's like, Ma'am, I'm really sorry, but I'm still more than six feet away. Matter of fact, they have the things on the ground. He even said, Look, you're on that you know how they got the you know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. junk on the ground. Six it's feet it's a piece of tape, or it's like an icon or a logo or something. On and yeah. he says, "Ma'am, you're on that. I'm on the other side of mine. I'm still not even close to you." So finally, the lady comes back from break, and she sits down, and the older black gentleman goes over there, and, and he's like, like I'm sort of on one of those um, knee kind of what do you call those things? Like when you have like the knee. You know, like you know, it's not like a wheelchair, but it's like a like a cart you stick your knee oh, on. Oh, right, right. You know, you know what I'm talking it's, about. It's, he hurt his knee. Yeah, so he's sort or of like he hurt his foot. Right, he's sort of a hob. You know, his foot's all bandaged up. Looks like he's let me had foot surgery or something like that. So he's yeah. hobbles away. So finally, the two people up at the at the at the thing, and I'm the next guy in line. The two people up are this white lady who was causing all the commotion, and this young black guy. So she starts giving the young black guy some trouble. And he just sort of looks and ignores her and doesn't say anything. And finally, she says, would you, she says to the lady waiting around, I don't know what she was doing, sending a money order or something like that. And she yells and turns around again. She says, would you please hurry this woman up? My cab is waiting for me outside and the meter's running. I'm going like, okay. Oh. <laughs> she's got like, uh, at least she claims she's got a cab outside and the meter's running. So the young black guy sort of looks over at her 
I'm cert- surprised she didn't say, don't you know who I am? <laughs> well, She's so, acting like one so, of those. So then she goes into apology mode, and she goes like, you know, I'm just so sorry that I've caused this problem. I'm so sorry I've caused this problem. And she looks at me, and she goes, I'm just not a very nice person, am I? And I just didn't say anything. You know, like, I'm not getting yeah, involved in I'm this one. I'm just oh. shutting up. You know, I'm just Joe Blow here That's waiting it. to put my money on my credit card. So the young black guy who's at the, the you know, the window, couple windows down, because there's like an open window between them, she says to him, I've really bothered you, and I feel so bad. She says, I want to make it up to you. So she pulls out a 20 out of her purse, and she walks over to the guy, and she says, I'm sorry I may have offended you. Please take this and as, as my, I can't remember what she said, as my apology to you that I may have said things this morning or this afternoon, whenever it was, that may have offended you. And the guy goes, ma'am, I don't need your money. And she says, take it. And she lays it on the counter and she leaves. <laughs> wow. I'm going like, okay, was that weird or what? You know? <laughs> I think she's off her meds. <laughs> don't know what it was it was just bizarre she clearly wasn't having a good day you know you never know what's going on in another person's pair of mismatched socks well but you know so she clearly was not a happy woman at that time you know i in the in in the current the current state of affairs where we're at um you know i've never seen this happen before where everybody is like sort of being good doobies and you know the social distancing thing and you got the little marks on the floor and you know you're not supposed to do this you're not supposed to do that and you gotta you know i mean I'm, i've never you know and for the most part people are doing it you know what i mean the people are going okay fine. yes you they know, are you know and i've never heard up until that point i've never heard anybody complain i've never been you're encroaching on my social distance and i'm like okay whatever you know and i'm going like man this is like this gal is wound way too tight, and I'm thinking to myself, I want to follow her out, but I couldn't because I was still. By the time it's my turn at the window, I'm going like I want to follow her out to see if she really did have a taxi outside. And I'm thinking to myself, who uses a taxi anymore anyway? You know what I mean? Isn't it all like because Uber? Because she's and, probably afraid of Uber. Uh, I don't know. It's just the whole thing was. Like, and she clearly has no friends. Well, so. I don't know. You can't say that. She might have lots of friends. It was a joke, Brad. Oh, well, I don't know. You know, it just was sort of weird, you know? It's one of those things where I'm going like, okay, I don't quite get this. I don't, but what are you going to do, you know? It's Draw like, back to and punt. You know you know what? It's like if you ever watch, if you ever watch these these videos, uh, you know, that have like the, the pictures of, 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 of the women of Walmart. You ever seen these ones before? <laughs> no, seriously. Have you ever seen them before? The real housewives no, of Walmart. No, 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 no. The women of... I mean, it's mainly... There's like whole videos you can watch it like short little... You know, it's like yeah. a composite video with little short videos or it's like just pictures and you see the women who are there in their fuzzy slippers, you know, and stuff like that. And by the I way... I can't say that I haven't done that. You haven't gone to Walmart in your fuzzy slippers? I have. Okay. I have a question for you and we'll talk about it next break, Okay. What's that? I heard a thing over the weekend that talked about the huge new thing for women is house dresses. And I thought to myself, I have no idea what a house dress is. And you probably do, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay, so next break, explain to me what a house dress is, okay? Okay. Westplex 107.1, Mabel, one of my favorite songs, Don't Call Me Up. What do you want me to call you? <laughs> Don't call me down. Okay. A couple things. First off, weather's coming up, and we'll have Jennifer 
Wojcicki. She will tell us all about the hot, 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 hot weather. It's going to be with us for the next couple of days. Uh, just when you thought we were back to resort weather like last week, and even Saturday was really nice. Yesterday wasn't too bad, but it's going to be hot today, uh, mid-90s. We'll have the uh, weather forecast complete details coming up in just a couple of minutes. Also, the Blues are out of the playoffs. Uh, the season's over. Sort of sad. I think it happened, what is it, Friday night happened? Uh, where best of seven, and they got knocked out four to two. So season's over for them. I guess they, they, what they, they get out of their bubble, and they come back to wherever they're coming from. Some of them live here in St. Louis. Most of them don't. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens. What if they wanted to stay? Hey, I like the bubble. I like to live in the hotel. I like, you know, not having to see anybody anymore. I just want to stay. If they kick them they out. could do that anyway without being quarantined. Could you? You just stay in the hotel? I could. Room service. Uh-huh. They come down and change my sheets every day. I'm good. Boy, you stay in nicer hotels than I do. <laughs> room. What, yours are by the hour? Or no, room service for me is is walking down the hall and using the vending machine. That's room service for me, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> when I went and saw my... I gave you an idea of the kind of hotels I stay in when I went down to see my son in Pensacola. Um, well, it was there Christmas Eve. And I pull into this parking lot. There were police lot. tape. Oh no, no, it wasn't police tape. There was a drug dealer going, a drug deal going on right in front of the hotel where I'm staying. Literally, I mean, like people were selling drugs. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm in an interesting so hotel. So then I check in, and then I go pick up my son for dinner. We're going out for for you know uh, Christmas Eve dinner, and I, he asked me where I stayed. And he goes, Oh my God, you're in the ghetto. <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> and I go, I go, well, it's a cheap room. He says, yeah, no wonder. <laughs> Poor little baby in the, in, in the ghetto. <laughs> I said, I said well, it's funny you should mention that because when I pulled in, there was a drug deal going on. He says, oh, yeah, that's what happens in that part of town. I go, okay, excuse me. I'm in the wrong part of town. You know how it is? Though? It's sort of funny because people come in from out of town. And you ever had that happen? I had somebody say to me, I said, wow, I got this really cheap hotel room over in East St. Louis. I go, yeah, I bet you got a cheap hotel room in East St. Louis. I bet you they don't, you know, I bet you that it was like really cheap because nobody goes there. What do you mean nobody goes there? You know, you know what I'm saying? If you're not from an area, you don't know where not to go. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know? Well, first of all, you never, I I can't say that. I can't. mm. You gonna get in trouble for something you'd say? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That's never happened before. (laughs) <laughs> Not intentionally. That, that I mean, one day, I said, Shelly, you know, people think that you don't have, you know, that they wonder about if you're like in the Joe Biden camp, send, say something intelligent. And she looked at me and she said, Boo-choo, 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 boo-choo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you know over two dozen of the GOP are backing Biden? You know, I have to tell you. The thing comes out. I'm not political. I just heard that. Well, the thing that comes out last week is is they got on a secret recording his sister calling Donald Trump cruel. Okay. You know? Yeah. And then what's interesting is I read the story over the weekend where I think his, his sister's an attorney. And he said that he's thinking about putting her on the Supreme Court. I think that's what he said. I'm going like. That's awesome. <laughs> no. Um, Hold on. Let me say. I, I don't what's know the that, word? Donald Trump's Trump here my Trump's what is that word Trump's sister is and I listened to um, 
here, let me just look at this. Trump's sister is an attorney. Uh, Marianne Trump. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Marianne Trump Barry is an American attorney and retired United States federal judge. She became an assistant United States attorney in 1974, was first appointed to the United States District Court for the District of New Jersey by President Ronald Reagan in 1983. In 1999, she was appointed to the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit by President Bill Clinton. Wow. Wow. In January 2006, she testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee in support of the nomination of her colleague Samuel Alito to the United States Supreme Court. She retired from the federal bench in February of 2019. Wow. And she's older than, than Trump. She is, how old is she? She's, she's 83. Wow. Anyway, if you know what's happened, there's some tape that she didn't know she was being recorded, and she's talking about how her brother, you know, Donald, is cruel and he's a terrible person. I'm going like, okay, at least his siblings talk to him, right? Unlike mine. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, back to house dressing. <laughs> do you know that they no, are hold, hold, actually... Up, 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 up. Let's, let's do the next break. Let's do that next break. Oh, okay. Oh, well, because okay. Here's, here's, here's the other thing, okay? I, hope I remember. All last week and all day Sunday, it's the stupid postal thing, okay? And even to the point where I heard a reporter on NPR, and he said exactly what I said. And, I, you know, and the average daily mail volume is, what did I say last week, 450 million. So a half a billion pieces of mail go through the United States Postal Service every day. Okay, and he said that if a third of the population of the United States, a third of the population of the United States voted and they all sent their ballot in on the same day, so in other words, 100 million people would send their ballot in on the same day, that would only increase the volume of the Postal Service on that one day by 20%. And I'm going like, I, you know, I never thought of it that way, so think about it for a minute. They can't handle a 20 Now, once again, that would be if everybody sent their ballot in on the same day, and that's assuming 100 million people. So all last week they have this deal, oh, the Postal Service, oh, Donald Trump's trying to do, yeah, the Postal Service, you know, and yet, and the guy went on to say that, that the Postal Service used to handle close to a billion of pieces of mail a day. And it's dropped by half. And think about that. How many times that you do business with people now that like to get a credit card, they're always saying, sign up for electronic statements, right? Isn't that what you do? Do you have do you still get paper statements on like your you know your mortgage and stuff like that? Or is it all digital now? It's all digital. Okay, so in other words, you're not getting a mortgage statement anymore, correct? Correct. In, no, in the mail. No, I, I spoke out of turn. Yes, we are getting mortgage statements. But like on your credit cards, are you still getting paper statements on your credit cards? No. Okay. Uh, so in other words, there was a time when you'd get those paper statements, and now you don't anymore, right? Correct. And a lot of banks have gone that way. They're always saying, "Hey, you know, sign up for our electronic statements." Okay. So in other words, they're saying the postal volume has dropped by half. I can't remember how many years. So it used to be a billion pieces of mail a day, or just under a billion pieces of mail. Now it's down to under four, under five hundred thousand pieces of mail a day. And I'm going like, and they're talking about they're removing post boxes, mailboxes that you, you know, the blue things that you'd be on on the corner. And they've been doing that for years because I remember that there's a couple boxes that I used to use, and they're not there anymore. And I said something to the postmaster, I don't know, four or five years ago. Well, you know, they've done this study, and 
The one, she says that particular mailbox that you talk, that you talked about, believe it or not, it got to the point where there were few, fewer than ten pieces of mail in that box per day. So she says, so we removed it. And I go, okay, was really? There's ten? She says, yeah. She says in ten. She says some days would be more than that. She says some days it was less. Some days the guy that used to empty that mailbox, they, she said some days there was no mail in it that nobody even used it on a particular day. And she looked at me and she says, we're just like a regular business. We're just trying to be more efficient. And you know that's why we you know, removed that mailbox because it cost us X amount for one of our employees to stop and open it up and empty it out. And we're trying to essentially just be more cost efficient. And I go, okay, I get it. I'm a business owner, I get it. And yet it's like big thing. Oh, Nancy Pelosi, oh, Donald Trump's trying to, trying to subvert the election. I'm going like, come on, you know, I mean, you know, when was the last time you heard anybody complain about, you know, their, you know, about the Postal Service, except for how slow things have gotten? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And I know you love the Postal Service. I love the, the Postal service, service. they give you is beyond compare. I, 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 the only, but the I don't really get all that good of service out of the post office. The only problem I had recently with the post office is when one lady, when I went to the counter, and she criticized me. I don't know if I told you this story or not. She criticized me for not having a mask because I had my face shield on. You know, I had my full That's face shield. That's better than a mask. I get it. You know, and I said to her, and it was funny because it was the day after Dr. Fauci came on and said, remember we even talked about that. It was the day after Dr. Fauci came on and said, you know, you really should be wearing a complete face mask because I said it all along. The places where you get infection are your mouth, your nose, and your eyes. Because they always talk talk about the fact that you're not supposed to, you know, after you've touched things, don't touch your mouth, your face, your nose, your eyes, because your eyes are where you get infection. And that's why, like, you know, even, you know, you and my, our doctor, for a while, when it was real bad, what did he wear? He wore a face shield, a full face shield. Just like I had on. So the funny thing was... I said to this lady, and she couldn't have been a nicer lady. I wasn't rude to her at all. I said to her, I said, ma'am, I said, I don't know if you heard it, but Dr. Fauci, uh, you know, the other day, or it was yesterday, said, came out and said, you should be wearing a full face shield. And I've had this for like a couple weeks now. And I said, quite honestly, it's great. I just put it on and keep it in the front seat of my car. And I just put it on and, you know, it's got a helmet and, you know, you know the visor's there. And the visor goes almost down to my chest. It's like a big old monster virus, right? You know what I'm talking about, a virus, visor, right? Yes, so, I do. A couple of days later, I go in the same post office and I get the same woman and she looks at me and she says, hey, I took your advice. And I looked at her and she says, I have my safety goggles on. So she's wearing her mask and she's got safety glasses on now. (laughs) And she says, I read about what you said and you're right. You get the infection in your eyes as well, too. So now I wear my safety goggles. Okay, fine. See? And this was the... The lady over at the mailbox center? At the post office. The post office. At not the, the mailbox. Po- I'm sorry. Yeah, post post office. Yeah. She works. She, <laughs> she works. The, yeah, they, this post office are these things that like where the mailman comes in and out of and he they, they have trucks there. And, you know, do you ever okay, see one of those before? Okay, yeah. And they the back fog, up to a loading fog. dock and they put they put stuff in trucks and then these guys magically drive. And, you know, the crazy thing is they buy all those trucks from 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 England because, you know, the the you know, they got the weird thing with the drivers on the right side. You know, do you know that those all those trucks yes. came from England? Yes, I did. Did you know that? They're I all, did. They're all English trucks? Uh, yes, I do. 747. No, they're not English trucks, but that's a whole other story. You fell for that oh, one, too. Oh, I didn't so, even hear what you said. I was so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 747. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that new Ferrari, uh, uh, it came in today. Can you go down and buy it for me? 
I will do that. You know I will. 747. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. Shelly is, uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. You have to be out of here early? Are you, uh, this is our last break. No, no, we, we're good. Okay. 755. I just pulled this up and, you know, people believe, they'll say that I give BS all the time. Uh, Postal Service Facts. This is from facts.usps.com. Every day, the Postal Service adds 4,221 new addresses. Every day, the Postal Service handles 181.9 million pieces of first-class mail. Total volume is 473 million. Uh, they, they process 19.7 million pieces of mail per hour, 3.5 million corporate emails daily, uh, 11, uh, uh, over 100,000 address changes every single day. Every day, the post office issues 269,000 money orders. Uh, online sales to the postal uh, uh, by stamps retail at the postal service, $890,000 an hour. 7.1 million visits a day to USPS. There's 6,765 mail carriers who still are on foot. There are more than 75,000 letter carriers who drive the neighborhoods. And in some states, Arizona and Florida, the mail people are on bicycles. Each day, uh, the payroll for the, mail, the Postal Service is $157.3 million a day. They average 472.1 million pieces of day, uh, mail a day, zero tax dollars. Uh, Postal Service generates, on average, $236 million per day in revenue. So there. That's a lot. But still, once again, their volume is, is... But they've been talking about privatizing the UPS system for, or USPS system forever. Well, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I've worked for the government since 86. Yeah. Well, and they, they were talking about it then. Yeah, they've always talked about that. It's not going to happen, though. You know, It's not going to happen. No. And, you know, and, and quite honestly, I, you know, like I said, I, I have good service from the postal, uh, except for one problem that I have. And I sent you that text. Did you see that text? Okay, do you know you know what my neighbor did? What did your neighbor do? He told the postman not to deliver to me. <gasps> really? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, he doesn't have the authority to do that. Isn't that illegal? I have, <laughs> I've always had <laughs> flaky neighbors, okay? I have a new place, and I have a neighbor who originally called me to welcome me to the neighborhood, and now... <laughs> is sending me nasty texts, right? Wouldn't you consider, on the nasty text scale, would you say 10 being the nastiest, what would you rate that latest one he sent me? I would give that five doinks. Oh, just five? No, I mean, on one I to only th- go up to five. No, but one to 10, on one to 10. Let's use it like, let's the 10s. I don't want to hear is, five, 10 doinks, no, Brad. No, just one to 10. If you said, you know, hey, the restaurant was the best, it was 10, restaurant was worse, it was one. How would you, um, how would you I'd rate? i like, an 8.5 to 9. <laughs> yes. It was, and yeah. I've never met this guy. And, I mean, he's just, like, gotten to the point. I'm going, like, you know, and I'm going to say something. And I'm going to make people mad. But you know what I think he is? What? I think he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you know, because... because <laughs> Because he has nothing better to do that, and and he knows when I'm there, he knows when I'm not. You know, I'm going like, okay, this is sort of creepy. You know, <laughs> and who was who was the older neighbor with a oh, Mister? What he's Mister Wilson? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right. Oh, you talking about Dennis the Menace? You're talking about um, um, uh, wasn't Mr. Wilson also the guy on uh, Home Improvement? Wasn't it the that yeah, was that yeah, Tim? That, no, his name was Wilson. What that was Tim the Tool Man, who and you never saw his face. You know, yeah. Tim would go over to the fence and they would have this conversation and they would always talk back and forth. And and his neighbor was always the you know Mr. Wisdom. He would always give him you know pearls of wisdom, and they would talk back and forth. Okay, so I tell you what, kind of like you in this show. Huh. Let's move the discussion of house stress tomorrow to the seven o'clock hour, and so that way because you can expound upon that because I think it's going to take more time to explain. Because if you know what I'm talking it's about, really not. Do you know what a moo is? I well, let's talk about it tomorrow. Because okay, because once again, I heard this. You get on, me all geared up about something I actually know about. Well, I heard, now you're going to make me wait till tomorrow. Well, real I'm, nice, I'm, Brad. I mean, Shelly is already in a situation where people criticize how she dresses because I teeter on the edge of age and weight inappropriate. Thank no, you. No, because my neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. That's 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 the reason. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> True, but thank you. <laughs> and and by the way, uh, we're almost out of this hour. Well, actually, we are technically out of the hour. So, but I forgot to play our new sponsor, the law firm. Here we go. This is our new sponsor. You ready? Yes. Have you ever been offended? Have your feelings been injured? Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll-free today at 1-800-LAW. And that's 1-800-L-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-
swerve into the lane to the left of me. I just went a little bit to the left where I was still in my lane, and the guy, you know, coming up on the side of me, you know, he's honking at me, and like I said, there's cars going everywhere, and there's people putting on the brakes, and, you know, and there's this guy on the side of the road, and, you know, all this junk in the back of his truck fell out. And I'm thinking to myself, so I call 911, and this, ba- and this is what drives me nuts about 911. I get it. You know, and, and what I normally do is, if I'm on the highway, and they'll say, 911, what's your emergency? And I'll always ask, what department is this? And the reason for that is, if I'm driving along, let's say if I'm driving along, I don't know, let's say I'm on, on eastbound 40, and I'm in Ladue, and if I dial 911, if I get the Ladue operator, a lot of times they don't handle the stuff on the highway. Or if I'm if I'm driving, let's say they do handle stuff on the highway, and I get the when I dial nine one one, I get the St. Louis County operator, and they'll say, oh, "I'm sorry, we don't handle that. That's Ladue. Well, can we transfer you?" So I always ask, and some and this lady was this badger was not real nice with me, and I said, "What department is this?" And she says, "What difference does that make?" <laughs> And I go, well, if I got the wrong department, you're going to have to transfer me. And she says, so this is St. Louis County. And I said, okay, there's, you know, junk all in the truck, you know, stuff all over the highway. It's going to cause a major accident. I almost had an accident. And she says, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. Let me transfer you. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I'm going like, that's why I ask what department this was, you know, because what's weird about this is, I don't know if you know this, this is like my old days as a police dispatcher. Certain departments, like let's say you're in a municipality, they will not respond on the interstate. Like, and I think like one of them is like, I'm in my old days of being a police dispatcher. There's a big section of four of 270 there north of, um, north of uh, uh, 44 that's in Kirkwood. And yet, if there's an accident on the highway, and if you call Kirkwood, they won't handle it. They'll say, I'm sorry, we don't handle the interstate. That's Missouri Highway Patrol. And then there are other municipalities that will. And I don't know why that is. And like, for example, I've talked about this before. The Highway Patrol does not go into the city of St. Louis. They I do, did not know that. They don't patrol the interstates. You know, like, you know, you'll never see, well, you, sometimes you'll see them, but they don't have anything to do unless the governor, like that's what happened with Greitens, he came in and, and put the highway patrol guys on the highway and essentially said, okay, you need your police officers in the city. They shouldn't be out doing traffic. But for the most part, the highway patrol does not, uh, state troopers does, do not go into the city of St. Louis. Uh, they usually turn around at 70, right there at, um, what is that, uh, uh, Goodfellow? And, um, you know, on 40, they'll go all the way down to Richmond Heights. And on 55, they'll come all the way to uh, River de Pere. And uh, on 44, they'll go to, like, Shrewsbury, and they'll turn around. And they, because they don't go in the city, because the city handles that. And it's, and it's weird, because certain departments, certain counties will handle the interstates, and other counties won't. Like, um, I can't remember what it is with Franklin County. Franklin County won't do anything on the interstate unless they're asked to by the highway patrol if they're asked for assistance. So, you know. It's like one of these things. Okay, so that's why when I dialed 911, I asked what department I got, you know, and she was sort of snooty to me. So, you know, one of those things. Sorry, were your big old feelings hurt? Well, you know, it was a good thing that we have a new sponsor because I I, I thought to myself, man, Monday that new sponsor starts, and I can't wait to hear that ad on the air. Have you ever been offended? Have your feelings been injured? 
did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll-free today at 1-800-LAW. So I called them Friday night, and they said, Oh my God, you were offended by that police dispatcher? We are going to get you $20 million. I go, Really? Yeah, $20 million, at least. Matter of fact, might be more. That was a grievous offense that that, <laughs> that dispatcher said to you. What difference does it make? <laughs> well, it was kind of, you know, off color. It was. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, like, you know, once again, you're in a car. I mean, my, my classic story was, God, I shouldn't tell this story. My classic story was years ago. Matter of fact, I can tell you exactly. It was the week from hell. Because it started out on a Monday, and I can tell you it was a Monday in December of 2002. And you're probably saying, how can I remember that? Because the week ended with my father dying. So this was the Monday of that week. And one of the employees of the radio station called me and said, hey, KSLQ's off the air. So I go, okay, I'll go down to the transmitter site. So I go to the transmitter site, and uh, our transmitter site's in St. Charles County for KSLQ. So I go down to the transmitter site. And go in the door, and all the everything's off. Circuit breaks are all popped. I go, this is not good. So I reset all the circuit breakers in the circuit breaker box, and blower motor comes up on the transmitter, and things start to work. And I hit the, you know, got to warm it up because an old tube transmitter. I hit the on button, and it came up, and bang, you know, big flash of light comes out of the back of the, you know, the transmitter, and all the circuit breakers That's blow. That's never again. a good sign. Yeah, it's never a good sign. <laughs> So I wait a couple it's minutes. It's like the BSOD of electronics. Right. So I, I, I reset all the circuit breakers and wait for a minute, you know, did the same thing, turn it on, blower comes on, all the lights come on, hit, bang. And not only do the circuit breakers blow, the transmitter catches fire. And there's flames starting to come out the top of the transmitter. So I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I grab my phone and I dial 911. And keep in mind, I'm in St. Charles County, but I'm on one of the cell towers from across the river, and it's Franklin County. And I said to the lady, ma'am, I'm at, I'm, I, I know, can you transfer me to St. Charles County? And she says, no, I cannot. Now, the bizarre thing was, at the time, the fire dispatch transmitter for St. Charles County was on our tower. So I can look across the room and I can see the piece of equipment that they dispatched the fire and ambulance with, but I can't find it. So I'm going like, I said, can, I said I'm said i in St. Charles County. I just dialed 911. I'm at my business and there's a fire. And she says, I'm sorry, sir. I can't transfer you and I don't know their number. So I call back at the station and some of the one, and I'm like, at this point in time, I'm like frantic. I go, Look in the phone book. This is 2002. Find me the number for St. Charles County Fire and Ambulance. And the person who shall remain nameless on the other end of the phone, who's one of my employees, says, that's 911. (laughs) And I said, no, that doesn't work. Get me a regular number. And the transmitter is getting more flames coming out of it. Okay? So the problem is, on the back of the transmitter, it's got this big old door but it's like it's not like a door door. It's like a big old panel that goes on the bot on the back of the panel, 
and you take three bolts off the bottom of it, and the thing sort of tilts up, and you pick the entire back panel up. You know, so it's like you can, you know, it's not to the point where it's like not hinged. It's like in a slot, and when you you know take the three bolts off the bottom of the door, you can you know lift up, and the whole door comes off. Does that make sense? It so does. I find a set of wrenches, and I'm taking the screws out of the bottom of the transmitter, and the flames are nipping at my fingers, and I'm going like, if I don't get because, and I couldn't, and I got a fire extinguisher there, but this is a sealed box. You know, to the point where there's no place to squirt the junk in. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, I got to open the thing up to be able to put the fire out. So I finally, I burn my fingers and I get the, you know, the screws out and I get the door off and I grab this fire extinguisher and put out the fire. And by this time, my phone goes off and it's somebody at the station. Okay, we got the number. The number is, I go, it was an 800 number at the time. I don't know if it still is or not for St. Charles County Fire and Ambulance. And I go, that's okay. I got it taken care of. So that was Monday. That would have been my father died on the 15th of December 2002. So that would have been December 6th, 7th, the Monday before. Okay, so transmitter scorched, and it's beyond repair. Can't fix it. So at least I didn't think I could fix it. So I call up one of my really sharp engineer buddies, and I said, is there any way you can come to my transmitter site? And he says, I can be there tomorrow. And I said, okay, fine, we're off the air. So I decide, you know what, I'm just going to stay here. So I slept in my truck at the transmitter site, and that night it snowed. And our transmitter site's on the top of this hill, and (laughs) he couldn't get up the hill. So this is on Tuesday. So I spend another night at the transmitter site sleeping in my truck. Wednesday, snow melts a little bit. He gets up there. We work on it for like a day. And we can't get it fixed. It's like torched. So I order a new transmitter on Thursday. And they said, well, we'll try to get it shipped tonight. And we'll notify if you can get it shipped. We'll try to get it on a plane. It's coming out of New York. I said, okay, fine. So guy calls me like 6 o'clock on Thursday and says, okay, we got it onto FedEx Freight. And it's going to be at the FedEx Freight Terminal in St. Louis and Hazelwood. He says, do you know where that's at? I go, I know exactly where that's at. I still live right up the street from the terminal. He says, it'll be there tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I said, okay, fine. So I go, and I go up into Hazelwood, and I park my truck in the parking lot of the FedEx terminal on Hazelwood, north of the airport, and I sleep in my truck that night. <laughs> and next morning, wake up, knock on the door at the terminal. Guy says, oh, yeah, a plane just landed. They load it up. I put it in the back of my truck, drive it out to transmitter site, back on the air Friday night. Saturday, I took a day off because I decided, you know what, this is a crazy day. Got the transmitter back on, just sort of relaxed. Didn't go see my dad in the hospital because he'd been there for like a month at this point. Sunday, go see him in the hospital. I'm there five minutes, he dies. How's that for a week? He waited for you. I don't know if that was the case or not. but I absolutely know that. When that you think you have bad weeks, <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that was not that's my a good seven, week at all. That's my seven days, you know? And it's like, good God, can this week come to an end? You know? Jeez Louise. <sighs> no wonder you could remember that from 2002. Well, that's why when you dial 911, especially when you're in your car, in your house, it's a different situation because it comes up at your address. And I know they're working on that system. I don't know. It's not totally done yet where they can 
e-locate you. They can know approximately where you're at by coming up, you know, because they can know which tower you're on. You know how they, you know, they do that, mm-hmm. and they know which tower you're on. That's how they find all these these guys that commit these crimes because they say, "Well, I was nowhere near there that night." And then they go, well, then how come your cell phone, cell phone pinged on the tower right down the street from where the murder was? I have no idea why that would happen. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. Maybe somebody took my cell phone. Well, no, it was your cell phone. And is your number 314, blah, 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 blah? Yes, it is. Guess what? It pinged on that tower, and you were you were in that area for 20 minutes, and the murder occurred at 10 o'clock, and that, that, your cell phone pinged on that tower from 9.50 to 10.10. You know, and then uh, it, you know we followed the pings on the cell towers. And where do you live? You live in blah blah blah. Yes, I do. Guess what? An hour later, you were that cell was at there. Oh, that couldn't have been me. It might have been my kids. That's how they nail you. I see. Thank you. Um, what's that called? Law and order. And one more time before we leave, the guy who calls Friday on our comment line. And that number is 1-800-LOVE-SHELLY. That's L-O-V-E-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, 1-800-LOVE-SHELLY. And mm-hmm. this, is, this is the message the guy leaves. He says, he says I, I, I couldn't quite use the whole thing because it got sort of garbled at the beginning, but he said something like, All right, this is for Shelly. She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were a man. <laughs> Tickles me every time because you know that's BS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's 823. And we're done, right? Have a great day, everybody. It's been a slice of heaven as usual, Brad. Thanks for coming along with us, and we will talk to you tomorrow. And Peace. don't forget, one more time, our new sponsor. If someone says something nasty to you today, <laughs> just remember. Have you ever been offended? Have your feelings been injured? Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll-free today at 1-800-LAW. That's 1-800-L-A-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W. I thought you said it was all A's. I messed up. I know now they're in trouble because the guy already sent me a, a cease and desist order and says he's going to sue me because I got the phone number wrong. It's 1-800-L-A-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W. I'd like to see him uh, IRL. IRL? Indy Race League? No, in real life. And you know what? He, what? He told me that if that if that if I win my lawsuit, he's going to uh-huh. buy he's going to buy me an eye patch. <laughs> Whatever. It's 8:24. Have a great day everybody. Bye Brad.